Greetings. This is the day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. Hello, my kings and queens and princesses and prince. This is a marvelous day in the Lord. And as we go forward on this day, let us rise as we're looking at the eighth fruit of the Spirit, self-control. With this, let us think about the topic when we're ridiculed and life feels unfair. When we are ridiculed and life feels unfair. The scripture that I want to use for our devotion on this day is Lamentations chapter 3 and is verses 22 and 23. It reads under the New International Version, Because of the Lord's great love, we are not consumed, for His compassions never fail. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. The second scripture is coming from the Gospel according to Matthew, chapter 24, verse 35. It reads in the voice translation, My words are always true and always here with you. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will never, ever pass away. So, if your words are already true, if your words are already here with us, if heaven and earth will not always be here, it makes sense to stick with what is constant in our life. Your word is constant. This is not ridiculous. When we ridicule something or someone, we demote it or we demote them, pointing out the ridiculousness. In the process, we elevate ourselves in relationship to it. Ridicule accentuates or exaggerates the difference between us and them. It's a an uniter and it's also a divider. It unites us in elevated status. That is what I'll call we glee. The glee of being we. It divides us from a united them in demoted status. The put downs, well, they put someone down while lifting the ridicule up. Burns demote someone, elevating the burner in the process. Ridicule, on the other hand, is a power move. Sometimes people act as though if something can be ridiculed or mocked, then it must be bad. That's not necessarily 100% true. Everyone and everything can be mocked. It's simple. Just highlight and exaggerate its unappealing features. Say something, anything, and then mock it with an exaggerated caricature. 
anything can be mocked. As we look at the scripture and we think about the scripture in Lamentations, when we look at Jeremiah the prophet, throughout his life, the truth of God that was faithfully taught by Jeremiah the prophet was rejected and ridiculed by all the sundry. But when he saw the destruction and the devastation of Jerusalem, he fell into a deep depression and wept and mourned over the ruins of the beautiful city of God. But in his distress, hope was revived as Jeremiah looked away from himself and to the Lord and called to mind the loving mercies, the deep compassion, and the long-suffering of God for all rebellious people. And so he declares this beautiful truth. The steadfast love of the Lord never ever ceases. His mercies never come to an end. They are new every morning. Great is his faithfulness. Also, let us not forget that Jeremiah was the voice of warning, the watchman who brings attention to hard truths that others would rather ignore. He was dismissed and he was ridiculed by false prophets who insisted that God would never ever let the city of Jerusalem fall to an invader. Jeremiah's persistence in delivering this unwelcome message over four decades is absolutely remarkable. He simply would not quit what seemed like an impossible assignment. How would uh, many of us handle this? Will we walk away from the situation or will we be like Jeremiah? One of the striking things about Jeremiah was his tenacious faithfulness in carrying out God's instructions in the face of unrelenting opposition and harsh criticism. He didn't bark down or back down, I should say. He was also called the the weeping prophet because he mourned the sins of his people, and grieved his own lack of success in turning them back to Yahweh. Jeremiah never flinched in his confidence that God, who placed him where he was, would vindicate the truth of this message, of his message. The prophet could be faithful to his unwanted call Because God had promised to be faithful to him. What a beautiful example to us in hard times. In oppressive times. In ridicule times. The word tells us in Jeremiah chapter 1 verses 17 through 19. They will fight against you, but they shall not prevail against you. For I am with you says the lord to deliver you 
Jeremiah kept that real close to his spirit. You're saying that the destruction of Jerusalem isn't something that you will not encounter. Think again. We are still in a pandemic. However, after over 300,000 plus deaths, we have greatly improved. We're not out. But we have greatly improved. We are just beginning to do out of lockdown activities. But we are not free. So as far as this, the statistics are showing us. And the death rate is still rolling. And nothing has stopped. We're still in a pandemic. The other thing. We have Black Lives Matter movement still going on. It's changed lanes a little bit, but it's still going on because of the pandemic. Yes, all lives matter because we're valuable to God. But what we're saying is that so do black lives matter too. We have gone past the point of black people being considered property, being considered collateral as like property. And not being a human being. That's the only time that I can see that we really did matter was when we were put up for collateral. We're still invisible to other institutions, especially the large institutions. Today, we're still fighting for the same rights as all. And this has been going on for the longest. Then there's Trump. And his insurrection people. Four long years of the worst presidential administration in America's history. And I am so glad that he is gone. But his derailments around that still speak his tone. So that's still in view. We also have the struggle to have relationships. Many were never taught. Horrible influences and horrible information going about. Then we have raggedy glass homes. Everyone's home is not clean on the outside and the inside. Sometimes it's clean on the outside with well manicured lawns, but on the inside, where people reside, it is one hot mess. Then there's a split or blended family situation. Yes, it can be a beautiful thing because uh, step-parents are compassionate. It's a gift. But you come into a family being optimistic and you're full of hope. However, Similar to Lamentations 1, you may have your days when you feel like your Jerusalem once was so full is now deserted without any, any boundary nor balance. You feel like your hope for your Jerusalem would be great, but it sits alone like a widow and you're broken, busted, and feel burnt on most days. The fish in your Jerusalem stinks from the head down, meaning there's little cooperation 
from your spouse. Just rooms of conflict. Then there's an inability to move forward. As in the words of the temptations, we have people moving out, moving in. Could be because of the color of the skin. They run, but they can't hide. An eye for an eye, a tooth for a tooth. Then we have the politicians asking for votes, saying that they'll set you free. And the route keeps going on and on in the rhetoric. Well, the only person talking about love, hopefully, is the preacher, but then that's kind of shaken. And it seems nobody's interested in learning but the teacher. We have segregation still going on, determination still going on, demonstration, interrogation, integration, I should say, aggravation, humiliation, obligation to our nation. It's just one big... And one last thing, but only as we look away from ourselves, our problems, and our own limited perspectives, and call to mind the greater reality of his loving mercies, his deep compassion, and long suffering, do we recognize the steadfast love of the Lord, which never, ever ceases. Only as we turn our eyes away from our own disappointments and begin to look at the wider purposes and plans like Jeremiah did, do we discover that his mercies never come to an end, for they are new every morning, and great is his faithfulness. May we praise and thank you that you are a gracious God, a loving and long-suffering God. May you help us not to be influenced by the circumstances of our life, but rather we rise up and we ask that you help us to keep our eyes on our, on our heart on you, knowing that our, your plans and purposes are perfect. We want to thank you, God for your steadfast love toward our children and all children, which is new every morning in all glory to your holy name. And let's do the right thing and the wrong, and let's wrong the right so we can give life and not ridicule ourselves and others and leave a legacy and let us all remember this poem as we close out on this devotion for this day. It's called, Children Learn What They Live. If a child lives with criticism, he learns to condemn. If a child lives with hostility, he learns to fight. If a child lives with ridicule, he learns to be shy. If a child lives with shame, he learns to feel guilty. If a child lives with tolerance, he learns to be patient. If a child lives with encouragement, he learns confidence. If a child lives with praise, he learns 
to appreciate. If a child lives with fairness, he learns justice. If a child lives with security, he learns to have faith. If a child lives with approval, he learns to like himself. If a child lives with acceptance and friendship, he learns to find love in the world. And let us remember the gospel according to Matthew chapter 24, verse 35. My words are always true and always here with you. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will never pass away. Selah. Have a blessed and beautiful day in the Lord. Love yourself, love others, and rise up.